Oh, oh, oh. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
I was walking down the Hermon. I walked down the holy mountain, down in the valley, in a very dangerous mission. And I couldn't think of anything else to say. Gamkie left the gates of Moves. Even I walk in the valley of death. I don't fear evil. I know you are with me. He was singing my melody. So friends, whenever I sing this melody, I see this holy soldier walking down, all the angels, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob walking behind him, Mashiach in front, Delia, Novi on the side, six million behind them, join me softly. Salimah 
Sham and the AM is the Moshav band, brand new from their Shabbat volume number one with Bowie B'Shalom. Gam Kielech, done by the great Rav Shlomo Kalbach. 24 hours of Kalbach coming up on our stream from Saturday night, Havdalah, through Sunday night at 6 p.m. in memory of Rav Shlomo and his 20th yard site, which is being observed this coming Sunday. Uh, before that, Rav Shlomo with Ki Haim. You heard Simcha Liner, Pischi Li, and Anna Hashem, and Regesh Modaani opening things up. And we say good morning. I wish the news was better this morning as we learn of another terrorist attack in Yerushalayim. A car slammed into pedestrians in Yerushalayim Wednesday in what authorities are calling a vehicular terror attack. One person died, 14 hurt, three of them seriously. The attack occurred in two separate locations in the capital. Two of those seriously wounded were rushed to Adassa at Ain Karim. A few of the other injured were treated at the scene. The driver rammed his vehicle into crowds at two separate locations near the light rail track in Yerushalayim. Immediately after hitting eight pedestrian security forces nearby, shot and killed the driver. Police said the driver of a van swerved his vehicle into the light rail station on the corner of Barlev and Shimon at Sadik. He then continued toward Moshe Zaks Street nearby, where he ran into more people. After crashing the car, the driver emerged from the vehicle with a metal crowbar and began to attack people nearby. A police and border police force subsequently shot and killed the assailant. According to security sources, the perpetrator of the attack, Ibrahim al-Akri, was a resident of the East Jerusalem village of Shuafat. Like all East Jerusalem residents, he was a holder of an Israeli identity card enabling him to move freely throughout the capital. Security sources told media outlets that Al Akiri was a known Al Ikri rather was a known supporter of Hamas. So the light rail and the light rail area of Jerusalem again is the area of what they're calling two separate attacks by the same person. One person dead, fourteen injured, three of them considered seriously injured. We wake up in this area of the world to news again of a terrorist attack in Yerushalayim. We'll see what the reaction is. And if anything else develops in this story, obviously we'll pass it along to you right here at JM in the AM. It's Wednesday on this November 5th, day 12. In the Today is the day on the secular calendar that Rabbi Meir Kahana was murdered, if I'm not mistaken. I think November the 5th. Uh, that would go back 24 years. Wow. Uh, today's the 12th day in the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5775, the brand new year of Tufshinai and Hay. 56 degrees outside, 59% humidity. Winds west at 7 miles per hour. Cloudy today with a high temperature of 65. Then tonight, showers late with a low of uh, 51. Rain for tomorrow. Looks like a very rainy Thursday. High temperature going to be about 56 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 73. Tel Aviv and Haifa at 75. We're at uh, a lot at 84. We're at 56 here in Jersey City as you wake up on a Wednesday at JM in the AM. The headline, of course, that's gripping this country is that the GOP, the Republican Party, has taken control of the Senate. I'm looking at a chart. Uh, by the way, the story about the um, this horrible terrorist attack in Yerushalayim today came from the Jerusalem Post. I'm looking at a chart that the New York Times has posted, and um, it seems that in the House of Representatives, the so far, the Republican Party has gained 13 seats, they're at 242 to 174, 
And in the Senate so far, they've gained uh, seven seats. They're at 52 compared to 44 in the United States Senate. So a midterm election that's certainly going to have uh, a lot of interesting fallout, to say the least. We'll speak with Ambassador Denny alone later on just to discuss the impact that this election could have on the Obama's administration's relationship with Israel. Uh, that is uh, quite a worthy topic. And um, we'll discuss that with him coming up here at JM and the AM. Interesting day here at JM and the AM. Uh, we'll speak to Danny I alone. Avshalom Kor, we've told you, the uh, the absolute authority on the Hebrew language today, who is well known for his work as the MC at the International Bible Contest each year on Yom Ha'atzmaut. He's going to join us. Uh, we mentioned on the air that there's going to be a major competition here in New York on Sunday, November 30th. We'll get his impression of the World Bible Contest for adults that will be coming up. Also, Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz is scheduled to stop by. He's got a brand-new book. And uh, Rabbi Steve Berg's going to join us before the end of the show. We're debuting his uh, program, uh, the Community Roundtable program. He's going to be doing on our stream at jmnam.org. We're debuting that today. So he'll join us coming up before we wrap up the show. Again, our thoughts and prayers with what's happening in Israel as uh, in the center of Jerusalem uh, at the stop on Route 1 and and, uh, Rehov Shimon Atzadik. A driver has rammed pedestrians at that location. One dead, 14 wounded, some seriously. Another terrorist attack in Jerusalem. And again, uh, one where the crowd at the light rail uh, at one of the light rail stations uh, was the target if anything else we'll have it for you here at jm and am and of course at the top of the hour we'll go to our news from israel in hebrew as we do each day right here at jm in the am more coming up keep it at 91.1 fm 90.1 fm in the catskills rockland county at 91.9 on the fm dial around the world in the web jm and the am.org
Dream 
J.M. and the A.M. Shlomo Katz with a release of some unpublished, previously unpublished material by the great Rup Shlomo Kalbach. That's brand new from Shlomo Katz as we get closer and closer to the 20th yard side of Rup Shlomo. We present the 24 hours of Kalbach from 6 p.m. this coming Saturday night through 6 p.m. Sunday night on our stream at jmtheam.org. Make sure to be tuned in. You're the New York Boys Choir with Baruch Hashem, Barry Weber, and Va'afilu, Chazen Yanki Lemmer, had Yismach Moshe, Yassi Green opened the set with Enkel Okenu. A couple of minutes before 7 o'clock, news from Israel coming up at the top of the hour. There is uh, There is news of a terrorist attack in Israel. One dead as a... Um, Arab driver rammed his van into a crowded light rail station. Again, the light rail station scene of an attack. I'm told that it's either the same or the uh, or or one very close to the light rail uh, station where the other attack happened just a few days ago. A car slammed into pedestrians in Jerusalem Wednesday. What authorities are calling a vehicular terror attack. One person died. Fourteen others injured. Three seriously. The attack occurred in two separate locations. The injured were rushed to Hadassah University Medical Center in Kerem. A few of the other injured were treated at the scene. Medical officials said that the two of those hospitalized are seriously hurt, four moderately injured. The driver rammed his vehicle into crowds at two separate locations near the light rail track in Jerusalem. Immediately after hitting eight pedestrians, security forces nearby shot and killed the driver. Police said the driver of a van swerved his vehicle into light rail station in the corner of Barlev and Shimon Atzadik. He then continued toward Moshe Zak Street nearby where he ran into more people after crashing the car. The driver emerged from the vehicle with a metal crowbar and began to attack people. Police and border police subsequently shot and killed the assailant. That comes from the Jerusalem Post. We'll do the news at the top of the hour coming up next here at JM in the AM. We wake up on this side of the world to the news of another terror attack in Yerushalayim, in this case, again, at a light rail station in the uh, in the capital. Uh, Wednesday morning, it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Former Ambassador Danny Ayalone will join us later speak with him about the midterm elections, and obviously talk about what's going on in Jerusalem and Israel today. A reminder from our friends at uh, the Mothers of Multiples Gemach, if you have baby equipment that's in good condition that you'd like to donate to the Neshea Guda Karen Nachum Mothers of Multiples Gemach, it will be distributed on an as-need basis. Speak with Rifki at 718-253-6234, 718 Six two three four, and your help with that is greatly appreciated, as always. Uh, we got Galit Sal in the background. News from Israel coming up next. I mentioned Ambassador Denny Ayalon, former ambassador, is going to be joining us later. By Steve Berg in the eight o'clock hour, as we introduce a brand new program on JMNAM.org. Or by Berg's going to be conducting a community roundtable each week, and we'll explain all that coming up. Rabbi Yanki Horowitz, Project Yes, is scheduled to stop by. He has a brand new book. And um, of Shalom Kor, the world's greatest authority on the Hebrew language, he'll be joining us to talk about the World Bible Contest. <laughs> Galat Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next at JMN.
גלצה לשעה שתיים, כאן רן יבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. אדם אחד נהרג ושניים נוספים נפצעו קשה בפיגוע דריסה בירושלים. מהזירה כתבנו יותם ברגר. מחבל בטנדר דרס מספר עוברי אורח כאן באזור שמעון הצדיק בירושלים. לאחר מכן יצא מהמכונית והמשיך להכותם במוט ברזל עד שחוצל על ידי שוטרים שהיו במקום. במהלך מסע הרצח הצליח הטרוריסט לפצוע שלושה לפחות באורח קשה ומותו של אחד מהם נקבע בשעה האחרונה. בכך עלה מניין ההרוגים בפיגועי דריסה בירושלים בחודשים האחרונים לארבעה. המחבל שחוסל הוא אברהים אל-עכרי, תושב שועפאט, שמשפחתו מזוהה עם חמאס, ואחיו מוסא שוחרר בעסקת שליט. השר לביטחון הפנים אהרונוביץ' והמפכ"ל דנינו הגיעו לפני זמן קצר לזירת הפיגוע, ואמרו שבין הנפגעים גם שוטרי מג"ב. אנחנו כנראה לא באירוע האחרון, נמשיך לשמור על ירושלים, אבל אי אפשר למנוע בכל נקודת זמן שלא יהיו עוד נפגעים או פיגוע כזה או אחר. אני אמליץ בפני ראש הממשלה, הבתים של המחבל... יהרסו. אם צריך, אנחנו נעלה עוד שוטרים כדי להחזיר את הביטחון לירושלים. אנחנו לא נתפשר על ביטחון אזרחי ירושלים. מפקד מחוז ירושלים לשעבר, ניצב בדימוס אריה עמית, תקף מוקדם יותר את השר והמפכ"ל, שאמרו בשבועות האחרונים כי ירושלים בטוחה. כל אלה שרוצים להיראות ממלכתיים ומקשקשים לכולם ואומרים שאין אינתיפאדה בירושלים וצריך איפוק. הם חלק מהנזק שנגרם לנו, כי כאשר אתה לא מודה שיש לך פצע רציני ואתה מנסה לשים על הפלסטר ואומר יאללה זה יעבור, אתה מגיע למצבים כאלה. ירושלים, האזרחים היהודים שלה נמצאים בסכנה יומיומית, ירושלים נמצאת במלחמה. בבתי החולים עדיין מאושפזים לפחות 11 פצועים, שלאחד מהם נשקפת סכנת חיים ממשית. אלכסנדר מרגלית, שהיה עד ראייה לפיגוע, שוחח עם יעל דן. התחלף לי הרמזור לרמזור אדום, וראיתי את הרכב המפגע, רכב טנדר בצבע לבן, קורע את הכביש, העיף את הרמזור השמאלי, פתח בבן אדם שעמד על הכביש, סרט טילים נורא ואיום, ישבו לידי עוד שתי אנשים ברכב, איך שראיתי אותו פוגע ברמזור הראשון, אמרתי לו, רבותיי, זה פיגוע דריסה בלייף לנגד עינינו. והשר נפתלי בנט האשים את יושב ראש הרשות הפלסטינית בהסתה שהובילה לפיגוע. אבו מאזן הוא הנהג במכוניות המוות בירושלים והמחבלים הם רק שליחיו. מדינת ישראל צריכה להגיד בקול ברור שממשלת הפת"ח חמאס היא רשות טרור ויש לפעול מולה בכל העוצמה. אין כיפת ברזל נגד נהגי מכוניות ואזרחי ישראל לא יוכלו לחיות בלי הרתעה וריבונות בעיר בירתם. שר החוץ ליברמן פנה בשעות האחרונות לשרי החוץ בעולם ואמר כי ההסתה שהוביל אבו מאזן ובעיקר מכתב התנחומים שכתב למחבל שירה ביהודה גליק הסיתו לביצוע פעולת הטרור. בעקבות הפיגוע נרשמים שיבושים בפעילות הרכבת הקלה בירושלים. ראש העיר ניר ברקת הגיע גם הוא לזירה בצהריים. אנחנו יושבים עכשיו עם אנשי הרכבת הקלה ונציג באופן מיידי מה ניתן לעשות בשביל להגדיל את המיגון למנוע מרכב שכזה להיכנס. ברור לנו שלא ניתן למגן הכל כל הזמן מכל מקום ואת זה אנחנו צריכים לזכור. מיד אחרי החדשות נביא בגל"צ עדכון קצר עם יעל דן בעקבות הפיגוע בירושלים. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
That is quite a song. That is quite a song. Mila Shemelai, Rachmiel Begun, Miami Boys, off of the Miami Mizrach, actually. Uh, Shlaimi Gertner before that with Yala Viavo, the news from Israel, another terrorist attack on the light rail in Jerusalem. Uh, you heard a lot of the material at the top of the hour in Hebrew. Naftali Bennett had a quote that now I see is translated into English. I'm glad because I don't know if I would have translated it uh, with 100% accuracy. Bennett says the Jerusalem terror driver is Abbas's emissary of death. Uh, the incitement that Mahmoud Abbas, Abu Mazen, the head of the PA, is being held responsible for, being blamed for at this point, is getting completely out of hand. And um, obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, I don't think the the world cares one way or the other. Uh, but um, one of the... One of the uh, I don't know if it was near Barakat or the mayor of Jerusalem or Naftali Bennett. Someone said during the top of the hour newscast, there's no iron dome. There's no iron dome for, um, for driver, uh, terrorist attacks on the light rail in Jerusalem. So obviously the security measures are going to have to be increased somehow. And, um, drastic punishments are going to have to be handed out. We'll see what happens, of course. At least 14 injured, three of them seriously. And one dead as a driver rammed his van into a crowded light rail station in Yerushalayim. Uh, just days ago, a, a similar attack, as we know. And uh, this happened just a couple hours ago in the Holy City. 56 degrees, cloudy skies, a high temperature of 65. It's Wednesday at JM in the AM. Ambassador, former Ambassador Danny Ayalone will join us coming up. We'll talk about the attack in Jerusalem, the midterm elections. And more. Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz will not be able to join us this morning. As usual, he has uh, an emergency this morning. I say it that way because uh, at a moment's notice, his work is needed. He is doing life-saving work on a regular basis, aside from his regular work in the world of Jewish education. Anyway, he'll join us uh, at a future time, no doubt. Uh, has a brand new book and has a lot to discuss about what's going on in this world of ours. Um, Rav Shalom Kor is going to join us at the top of the hour as we've been announcing on November the 30th the World Bible Contest for Adults takes place in New York at the Westside Institutional Synagogue a prelude to the International Bible Contest coming up Hanukkah time for adults in Israel and Rav Shalom Kor the most recognized authority on the Hebrew language will join us coming up He's been with us before, but it's been a long time since we've spoken. Uh, mayor Weingarten uh, and his Mayor Me Lim segment is an inspiration, is the result of an inspiration from the work of Avshalom Kor and uh, his amazing segments that air in Israel on the Hebrew language. So if you're a fan of Mayor Me Lim, you'll be a fan of the work of Avshalom Kor, that I could tell you. A lot of great stuff going on, that's for sure. A reminder, we've got some open houses that are happening. Westchester Hebrew High School has their open house tonight starting at 6.30 p.m. up in Mamaroneck, New York. You can contact them for information in Westchester. I remind you that the Kalbach Shabbos at the Kalbach Shul and Saturday night at the West Institutional Synagogue uh, takes place this Shabbos. So Sunday is the 20th yard site of Reb Shlomo Kalbach. The Saturday night concert will feature people like Yehuda Green and the Crone Brothers and uh, Srilly Williger, Ellie Kranzler. We'll be featuring the 
24 hours of Kalbach in honor of his 20th yard site on our stream at jmtheam.org. That happens 6 p.m. Saturday night through 6 p.m. Sunday night. Matas will be doing a Kalbach show on JM Sunday of Rummy Saturday night. We'll be doing a JM, uh, excuse me, a Saturday night Seagull show. Um, with the music of Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach. So make sure to be tuned in. 24 hours of Kalbach, Havdallah till 6 p.m. on Sunday on our stream at jmtheam.org. Looking forward to presenting that. Uh, you can tune in via the NSN app. You can comment on the NSN app. That's something you can do right now, in fact, if you have it on your Android or iPhone. You can comment on the NSN app. You can um, uh, listen in on our listen line at 401-347-0100, 401-347-0100. And, of course, you can listen on the stream at jmtheam.org. Here's Yummy Lowy.
JM and the AM, it's Yummy Lowy, 25 minutes after 7 o'clock in the morning, Wednesday at JM and the AM. Kalbach Shabbos happening at the Mizrahi on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. You're all invited as Kenter Shruli Hirsch visits us and conducts the uh, Kalbach Shabbos. That happens this coming, uh, this coming Friday at 4.36 p.m. for Mincha. And, of course, Shachar Shabbos morning at 9.10. The Friday night Oneg will be in the house of the Nasi. That's right, the President's house, Beit HaNasi, on the Lower East Side. Looking forward to a great Kalbach Shabbos. If you have a Kalbach Shabbos going on in your area, let us know about it. We'd love to let everybody know about it. Don't forget the 24 hours of Kalbach on our stream starting 6 p.m. Saturday night to 6 p.m. Sunday night, Eastern Time. 24 hours of Kalbach in memory of uh, Rabbi Shlomo and his 20th yard site. Uh, I want to remind everybody that the um, film... Pr- oh, by the way, as I remind you about this... I have to mention that I was told yesterday that this is already sold out. So let me acknowledge the event. And um, I, I saw the trailer yesterday. It looks very cool. Uh, but you're going to have to wait until the next showing at some point to actually see the Righteous Rebel film. My good friend, Dr. Phil Schneider, who's an amazing man, has produced and directed a documentary about Rabbi Avi Weiss entitled Righteous Rebel, Rabbi Avi Weiss. They're showing it at the Hebrew Institute of Riverdale this coming Saturday night. I am told that that is sold out. You could see the trailer. Uh, you could see the trailer. I believe it's um, Righteous Rebel Film. Does that make sense? Hang on. I think I have it right here. Uh, trailer is available. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, RighteousRebelFilm.com. RighteousRebelFilm.com. Very short trailer. But just seeing some of the scenes they included brought back a lot of memories. A lot of memories. Uh, anyway, so this, uh, this unbelievable documentary, uh, done by Dr. Phil Schneider about the righteous rebel, Rabbi Avi Weiss, uh, it premieres on Saturday night. And again, uh, once there are more showings, we'll let you know, uh, where they'll be. Uh, FIDF, uh, New Jersey chapter dinner is this coming Saturday night at the Hilton Meadowlands Hotel in East Rutherford. Always an amazing event and we always recommend that everyone get out and support the FIDF. Information, FIDF.org slash NJGala, FIDF.org slash NJGala for information. The Congregation Tamatora Flatbush has their uh, amazing series. They always have great guests uh, for their lecture series for this time of year. Uh, Saturday night, 8 p.m., or Mordechai Becher on the topic of Torah study and the Army, competition or partnership. Or Mordechai Becher will uh, address this 8 p.m. this coming Saturday night at the Congregation Tamatora Flatbush, 1305. Coney Island Avenue, a lot of great uh, lectures in that series uh, that you can enjoy. It starts this coming Saturday night. Baragola presents comedian Mark Schiff and comedy juggler Michael Davis, plus Mitch Cohen, all happening at the Grala Great Hall on Louisiana Avenue in Brooklyn this coming Saturday night. The doors will open at 8.30, the show at 9.15. There will be a buffet dinner, a Chinese auction, Baragola annual event, is always a lot of fun, and they'll be filled with comedy and comedy jugglers this coming Saturday night. BearHagola.org has information about it, BearHagola.org. Project Witness is coming to Passaic, New Jersey. Uh, in one split second, a riveting documentary commemorating the destruction of Hungarian Jury. I saw it the night it premiered. It is something. Uh, it, it's going to be shown at 8 p.m. this coming Sunday at the Ohel Rifko Hall on Pennington Avenue in Passaic. Guest speaker, Rabbi Yaakov Bender of Darche Torah. Informationprojectwitness.org. 
Again, that's projectwitness.org for information on that. The JBFCS presents Bikur Cholim, the 27th Annual Conference on Visiting the Sick, this coming Sunday, starting at 9.30 in the morning at the UJA Federation Building on East 59th Street. Keynotes will include Rabbi Simcha Weintraub, Rabbi Simcha Lefkowitz, and Rabbi Alfredo Brodowski. It's all happening this coming Sunday. For information, 212-632-4742, 212-632-4742. And finally, Soul Farm will headline the 7th Annual Sequoia Concert this coming Sunday at 2 p.m. Proceeds sponsored by the Jewish Family Service and Children's Center of Clifton and Passaic to benefit senior citizens in the community. Soul Farm, they are amazing. In a 7th Annual Benefit honoring Joan and Leon Gottlieb um, this coming Sunday, 2 p.m., at YBH Hillel, 270 Passaic Avenue in Passaic. It is always an amazing show with Soul Farm. I think Steve Landsbaum of Soul Farm just won another Grammy, if I'm not mistaken. I believe I saw that, that he just won another Grammy, which is absolutely remarkable. So that's uh, coming up Sunday, uh, Passaic, New Jersey. Enjoy. Uh, like I say, they always do a spectacular, and I mean spectacular show. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read in Bamidbar, Yisa Hashem Ponovelecha, may Hashem lift His countenance to you. The Talmud tells us in Kedushin, Schar Mitzvah there isn't any reward for mitzvahs and good deeds in this world. The payment for mitzvahs performed in this world is deferred for Olam Haba, or the world to come. The Ben Ishchai notes that Hashem fulfills every mitzvah in the Torah. The Torah explicitly commands that a person has to pay his worker at the end of the day. This being so, how then could Hashem defer a person's reward, his schar, for the mitzvahs that he fulfilled? The commentaries explain that we learn in the Shulchan Aruch, if one hires a worker through an intermediary, He's not obligated to pay the worker on the same day. The same, we could say, is when the Torah was given to Klal Yisrael. It was transmitted through Moshe Rabbeinu. Therefore, Hashem is not compelled to give the reward for mitzvahs on the same day or in this world. Our Chachomim add that the mitzvah emuna of faith is unique because one can receive reward for faith even in this world. The reason for this is because we were charged with this particular mitzvah in the first two commandments of the Aseras Adibros, or the Ten Commandments. Those were not given through an intermediary. Those were given directly by Hashem, uttered by Hashem, and were not transmitted through Moshe. There is no latitude with regard to payment for the mitzvah emuna. The reward for the fulfillment of that mitzvah has to be paid in this world. The Medrash Rabbah explains that Hashem shines His countenance upon Klal Yisrael in return for the words that were exchanged between Hashem and the Jewish nation. This refers to the first two mitzvahs that were spoken directly by Hashem and our Sinai without any intermediary. So great is the power of the mitzvah Amuna. In truth, inherent in every mitzvah there is an element of amuna, a faith in Hashem. When a person puts on tefillin, there is amuna. When a person lights Shabbos candles, there is amuna. When one gives tzedakah, there is amuna. No matter how many or how few mitzvahs that a person performs, he invokes his belief 
that Hashem created the entire world. With every mitzvah that a person does, he's entitled to a level of reward for his emuna. Although, of course, the core of the mitzvah's reward is reserved for Olam Haba, the next world. The great Reb Nachman of Breslov once said, The headquarters of Amuna is in the heart. It is our job to make sure that it spreads through all of our limbs. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. One, two, one, two, three, eight. Friedman, of course, Amar, 7.35, 25 minutes before 8 o'clock on a Wednesday, 56 degrees, cloudy skies, and a high temperature of 65. It is with great pleasure and uh, a real honor to welcome back to these airwaves the former Israeli Deputy Foreign Minister and Ambassador to the United States and the Renard Visiting Professor of Foreign Policy Studies at Yeshiva University. Ambassador Denny Ayalon is with us live via telephone. Mr. Ambassador, good morning. Welcome back to JM in the AM. You're most welcome. Good morning. Uh, you've heard, of, I'm sure, about the terrorist attack in Yerushalayim this morning. Naftali Bennett had an interesting reaction to it. He uh, essentially said that the the terrorist 
was the uh, uh, emissary of Mahmoud Abbas, the emissary of death, he called him, just a messenger of the incitement of uh, the president, of the uh, the chairman of the Palestinian Authority. What's your reaction to that? Well, I would say there is a lot of truth in it, uh, given the fact that it is Mahmoud Abbas who, he, who keeps inciting um, Muslims and Arabs and Palestinians uh, uh, to come over to Jerusalem and resist and uh, flood the uh, Temple Mount and um, prevent uh, Jews their rights to... Uh, uh, visit and uh, cherish their own um, uh, religion and, of course, uh, uh, rituals. And the last time we had a murderer, uh, again, with a hit and uh, um, drive over right. uh, incident two weeks ago, uh, it was Mahmoud Abbas who congratulated his family. And this is exactly the result of this incitement. Uh, I don't know if it was the mayor of Jerusalem or someone else I heard who, who basically said there's no iron dome for these types of attacks, ramming a car into a light rail station. Uh, is there a degree of security that Israel can achieve so that people can feel that they can walk and ride through the center of Jerusalem safely? Yes, I think by and large, uh, Jerusalem and the entire state of Israel is more secure than any other uh uh, place on earth. Uh, um, given uh, all the experience we have and the awareness we have here, um, the methods we have developed here, it is uh, rather secure. Of course, the threats are also uh, multiplied here, unfortunately, but I think more um, intelligence work and presence on the streets is, uh, is the remedy. Of course, there is no uh, um, intelligence that can prevent uh, lonely uh, wolves uh, attacks, right. but at the end of the day, it's not uh, lonely wolves as we have established. It's all organized, uh, the incitement, and there is, even if it's not a formal and structural hierarchy, um, we know the sources of uh, the insiders. So uh, I would say that uh, given the onslaught of attacks uh, that are being uh, prepared and motivated and financed and directed either from Hamas and also the Palestinian Authority, um, the security situation is uh, relatively good. Uh, Ambassador Denny, I alone with us, former Israeli Deputy Foreign Minister and Ambassador to the U.S. and Renard Visiting Professor of Foreign Policy Studies at Yeshiva University. You know, I always am curious about the uh, about this whole area of American reaction. Uh, I know that the Glick family I saw online, they, they were surprised that um, uh, Rabbi Yehuda Glick is, is an American citizen born in this country, and there wasn't more of an outrage from American officials, specifically, of course, in Washington. And in, in general, when you're an ambassador, when you're somebody with this unique relationship between Israel and the U.S., do you, I don't know, lobby for more reaction to attacks like this from Washington? Do you, uh, do you utilize a day like today after an attack to, to storm into the White House or Congress and demand that certain people make their voices heard after an incident like this? Well, I can tell you, Nachum, uh, from my uh, own experience, I never had to do that. Uh, in fact, uh, there is such uh, a, a bond, such natural alliance between the two countries uh, with the um, established um, um, strategic um, relationship that, and of course the, the, the morality that uh, people came out of, of their own, either the administration, the White House, uh, the individual um, congressmen, either on the Senate side or the uh, 
House of Representatives. I never had to motivate anyone to uh, defend in the United States to defend Israel from a moral point of view or a political point of view. Well, I understand that, but if, if you were if you were you know in Washington you know this week and you've heard about you know alleged. Uh, insults of the prime minister, you know, being spoken in the in the Obama administration. Uh, wouldn't you at least, you know, in, in the in the effort to you know come out symbolically for Israel? Wouldn't you demand that there uh, some type of outrage be expressed that the prime minister can't be spoken about in this way? Absolutely, and uh, this is what uh, uh, I would expect. First of all. Um, I'm sure that uh, the official response of the United States to the murder attempt today in Jerusalem and all the terror attacks, and by the way, these terror attacks are not just on the ground. There is political terrorism, which um, is led by um, the Palestinian Authority in Abu Mazen, the, the entire BDS movement, the attempt to legitimize Israel, right. to isolate it um, in the Security Council or in uh, the Geneva um, uh, Council for uh, the so-called Council for Human Rights. We certainly have always expected, and we have always uh, seen, um, coming out of uh, defense of Israel uh, outright. I think this is missing uh, these days, and I hope that uh, this will be reestablished because I think not only it's uh, uh, the, the moral duty of the greatest uh, democracy in the world, the United States, but also it's of its uh, strategic interest of the United States to defend. Those who defend themselves. Yeah, I understand the the camaraderie and the and how the United States and Israel work together when it comes to security and and military, etc., and intelligence, all that. That's that's much appreciated. But I don't know the the symbolism that's coming out of the Washington administration this day, not reacting to certain things or not reacting to a you know with anger or with passion to some of these episodes. I don't know. It seems to uh, seems to rub me the wrong way. I think symbolically. Well, it would be really important. Nahum, you're quite right, and, and, and not just you are watching it, it's the entire world, and this is what uh, people must understand. See, the, the alliance is solid and strong, given the uh, shared interest and, of course, the common uh, uh, values, the ethos. This, this will continue. However, however, the uh, relationship at the top between the White House and the Prime Minister's office in Jerusalem, I would say this is the window through which uh, friends and foes alike are judging the relationship. Right. And if uh, this uh, relationship at the top are not normal or not like in, in the past of camaraderie and uh, mutual respect and uh, and trust, then uh, some uh, might be uh, tempted to think that there is more than a daylight uh, between Israel and the United States. It could be tempting for uh, attacks on Israel, either on the ground by Islamist groups or on uh, in the Security Council and in uh, different international arena. No question about that. Uh, that's why I wish Washington would be a little stronger. Danny Ayalon, Ambassador Ayalon, is with us live via telephone. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, this uh, the news from Jerusalem, the tragedy this morning, uh, you know, dominates the early part of our conversation. The reason I asked you uh, originally to uh, join us this morning is because I believe that yesterday is a watershed event, not just in the American political scene. We know the... Uh, you know the 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 big change that's uh, that happened yesterday on election day in Washington. But now there's two years left to the Obama administration. 
Uh, some people in our community are always fearful of a lame duck president, especially one that might want to use foreign policy to create or establish some type of legacy. As you watch this whole thing unfold yesterday, now it's obvious that the Republicans will control the entire Congress, and obviously the Obama administration is in power for the next couple of years in the White House. What were you thinking vis-a-vis Israel? Well, I remember very fondly the time in 2002 when uh, I uh, took um, the late uh, Prime Minister Ariel Sharon to Trent Lott's office. He was at the time the Republican majority leader in the Senate. And there was waiting also Tom Daschle. At that time, Senator Daschle was the uh, minority, the Democratic minority leader. And Tom Daschle... Uh, told us, you know, you wouldn't catch us under the same roof. You don't agree on anything except one thing, which is support of Israel. And Trent Lott then um, piped out, in the case of Israel, there are no Republicans, no Democrats. We are all Americans. And I think here in Israel, this is the right attitude for us, is not to distinguish between you, American, I mean, Republicans or Democrats. For us, you are all uh, Americans, so whatever results, political decision the American people has made, we uh, not only uh, respect, we also admire and have to work with it. I know predictions are hard, but, and it's it certainly difficult to predict the future, but do you then feel uh, that with the strong congressional support, that the White House attitude toward Israel, whether we like it or not, what we've seen over the last six years, will likely continue in that vein for the next two years? Well, um, I hope that there will be some reckoning and uh, understanding that uh, uh, the policy so far, not only that they have not reached any or, or not reached any conclusions or uh, produced any uh, results, uh, Uh, quite the contrary. And I think there should be some reckoning, at least for the last uh, uh, two years, when it comes to Israel. There is no better ally and uh, capable one and uh, dependable one uh, to the United States than than Israel, certainly in in this region. And looking um, forward to all the challenges, whether it's Iran, and uh, uh, we hope that um, the United States and the P5 plus one will stay strong in in really making sure that the uh, uh, agreement with Iran, if it comes, will be a good one. Uh, as uh, we said, a uh, no agreement is better than a, than a bad agreement with Iran. So right. this issue of Iran, the Palestinians, the entire uh, explosions and the breakup of the uh, Arab world and the Middle East, all this needs a lot of consultation and coordination between Israel and the United States. And this is crucial that this will happen as we work together and not uh, without any misunderstandings uh, that can come uh, through um, not uh, trusting each other. And this is what we need to see, a real trust in the White House and uh, the Prime Minister's office in Jerusalem. Wouldn't that be a great foreign policy legacy? Let me leave Israel as strong as possible, as strong an ally, and as powerful a nation in the Middle East as possible. That, that would be a good foreign policy uh, agenda for the last couple of years. Absolutely, and also it will also uh, will protect the interests of the United States, uh, not just uh, here in the region, but much beyond, especially in the in the um, um, fight against uh, terrorism. But Iran itself is also uh, something that the United States, I think, the legacy should be um, neutralizing Iran from uh, 
any of its capabilities, nuclear capabilities, and certainly making sure that it will not become even a uh, threshold, nuclear threshold country. Yeah. This could be also a very strong legacy, and uh, I hope that uh, uh, this will be well heard and uh, and thought out in the White House. Yeah, and I hope no serious wake-up call is needed. A couple of more things, and I thank you for your time. The uh, As you're watching last night, and this, this might be an unfair question, because I don't know to what degree... Yeah, you know, uh, you're, you're watching each individual race, but did anything particularly either surprise you or, um, or, or make you happy or sad one way or the other? Did, did, was there a friend in the Senate who now no longer will be in the Senate who you thought was really key to Israel? Or was there a specific race where you thought, uh, I don't know, it would be really nice or really good uh, for the state of Israel if this person would serve in the Senate or the House and they didn't make it? Anything particular in the specifics from yesterday that made you react one way or the other? Well, I followed the races um, uh, quite closely, but uh, I think, no, I, I don't uh, have any disappointments. And, uh, again, you know, I, I know, and, and Nahum, you know very well, and I, I think most Israelis maybe do not uh, quite uh, fathom the fact that Elections in the United States, and especially uh, midterms, are on all the uh, agendas, which are, is domestic agenda, right. whether it's immigration bills or health care or uh, uh, same-sex marriage or whatever. Right. Um, the, the foreign affairs is, is residual. So basically what I see, this was a referendum this time on the leadership of the president. Mm-hmm. And I think that the... The results were very, very clear-cut. This is why I hope in the last two years there will be reckoning over there to guide. I don't think there is any substitute to the United States as the leader of the free world. And uh, I do believe it is the indispensable country, and will continue to do that. I don't uh, um, uh, follow those who say that uh, the next century will be uh, Chinese or whatever. We have to stick together, all like-minded countries and especially the United States and Israel, should stick together. And whether it's democratic uh, uh, elections or Republican uh, victory elections, for us, it's all the same because you're all Americans. Did you have a nice relationship with Senator McConnell when you were serving here? Very much so, very much so. Uh, with him, with Kyle, if, if there is anything I uh, am sorry about personally, is that uh, John Kyle decided to uh, uh, actually retire. Right. He was also... Uh, a very, very good uh, friend from uh, from Arizona. And, and we have many, many good friends. And I think this should be uh, basically uh, understood by the entire American uh, public. We have friends both in the Republican Party and the Democratic Party because uh, of, again, the special relationship and the, um, the added value that uh, Israel adds, I think, to the American uh, um, security and their national interests. Yeah, how right you are. Are the Yeshiva University students keeping you on their toes? They can be quite a challenge with their questions, can't they? Absolutely. <laughs> I think they are uh, the best students I've ever seen. It's uh, both at the uh, Yeshiva um, University campus and uh, also at the Stearns College uh, for the girls. Uh, they're erudite. They are uh, very well informed. And they are inquisitive, so it's really a pleasure and honor to teach there. Yeah, it can be tough on a professor. Danny Ayalon is former Israeli Deputy Foreign Minister and Ambassador to the U.S. and the Rennert Visiting Professor of Foreign Policy Studies at Yeshiva University. Danny, thank you so much. It's always a delight speaking with you. Same here. Thank you. Danny Ayalon, Wednesday morning. This is JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Eitan Katz wrapping up the hour. My thanks to Avshalom Kors coming up. My thanks to Danny Ayalon, who joined us earlier. Soul Farm is in concert this coming Sunday, the 7th Annual Sequoia Concert to benefit, uh, the 7th Annual Sequoia Benefit to uh, honor Joan and Leon Gottlieb, sponsored by the uh, Jewish Family Service and Children's Center of Clifton Passaic. 2 o'clock Sunday, you can see Soul Farm in concert at 270 Passaic Avenue in Passaic at the YBH Hillel. They are amazing, amazing when they do a show live. you got to check it out. They are really good. want to wish a mazal tov to all the honorees at the Masifta Tavares Yushalayim Yeshiva of Staten Island dinner. A guest of honor, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Yisrael Iris Lodowitz, many other distinguished honorees who are being recognized as coming Sunday night. Mazal tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Yachad reminds you that the Yachad 5K run in Riverside Park is this coming Sunday. Go to teamyachad.com, teamyachad.com for information on that. You can check that out. Maimonides Medical Center has an urgent appeal uh, for blood. The Turo Blood Drive happens this coming Sunday, November the 9th, starting at 8.30 in the morning at 1602 Avenue J. Maimonides Medical Center asks everybody to come and give blood. Uh, there'll be um, a special gift to everybody. There'll be food. There'll be a $10 voucher for your favorite local restaurant. Make sure to be part of it this coming Sunday. Maimonides Medical Center encourages everyone to be at Turo College on Avenue J for the blood drive. Aliyah planning workshops and meetings are happening with Nefesh Benefesh this coming Sunday in the JFK area at the Hilton, New York, JFK Airport on 135th Avenue in Jamaica. The workshop begins at 7.30 p.m. Information, of course, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. As I mentioned earlier in the week, Nevish Benevish has announced their massive event coming up on the 16th of November. We'll have a chance to talk about that right here at JM in the AM. Reminder that Amit marks the dedication of Ellen's Kids, providing academic excellence in memory of Ellen Koplow at their dinner coming up on the... Um, on the 10th of November, this coming Monday night, at the Hudson Theater, uh, the uh, Amit presentation will feature performances by Tova Felcha, Ron Sharp, Gil Shaham, Orly Shaham, the Ramaz School Chamber Choir, special guests Dr. Simcha and Leah Golden, parents of Amit alum, IDF Lieutenant Hadar Golden of blessed memory. All this coming Monday night, the Amit dinner happening at the Hudson Theater on West 44th Street in New York City. Information on meetchildren.org. Amitchildren.org for all the info. Yachad presents International Inclusion and Special Education Conference on Veterans Day this coming Tuesday from 8 a.m. until 4.45. Maybe we should teach the way they learn. That's the topic with keynote speaker Dr. Ross Green of Harvard University Medical School. Many other featured speakers. It'll be at Manhattan Day School on West 75th Street, courtesy of Yachad this coming Tuesday, Veterans Day. Go to yachad.org slash special ed conference, yachad.org slash special ed conference uh, for information about Tuesday's event that happens on the Upper West Side of Manhattan again this coming Tuesday. And anything else before we wrap up the hour? I think that should do it for now. Um... Avshalom Kor is going to join us 
world's expert on the Hebrew language. That happens next in America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmdm.org. Reminder, 24 hours of Kalbach this Saturday night through Sunday night, 6 p.m. till 6 p.m. In memory of Rabbi Shlomo's 20th yard site, that's happening this coming Sunday. 24 hours of Kalbach can be heard at jmnam.org. You can listen through our brand new NSN app. You can listen on the stream at jmnam.org. The listen line at 401-347-0100. Shlomo Katz is out with a brand new CD of Rabbi Shlomo Nigunin that were never recorded previously. Here he is at JM in the AM.
Eminem, brand new Shlomo Katz. He's just released a, a full CD of unpublished, previously unpublished Shlomo Kalbach Nigunim. As we get ready for the 24 hours of Kalbach this coming Saturday night through Sunday night on our stream at jmnam.org. That's called uh, Likrat Shabbat Shlomo Katz with Prok here at JM in the AM. One dead injuries in the Jerusalem terror attack today. Our thoughts and prayers with everybody in the Holy City as uh, yet another madman has uh, gone ahead and uh, killed and injured in the Holy City of Jerusalem. Wednesday morning broadcast on this 5th of November, the 12th day in the month of Maracheshvan, 56 degrees, cloudy skies, and a high temperature of 65. Well, it's a rare opportunity for us to be joined by the world's greatest Hebrew linguist. Avshalom Kor joins us in a moment. I remind everybody that the World Bible Contest for Adults. I bet you a lot of folks didn't even know there's a World Bible Contest for Adults. Happens this coming November 30th, Sunday, November 30th. It's the U.S. Finals Competition at the Westside Institutional Synagogue. The winner and runner-up that day will compete in the International Bible Contest for Adults in Jerusalem. This is not what goes on on Yom Ha'atzma'ut. That's the International Chidon Tanach, the International Bible Contest for Kids that we always follow so closely every Yom Ha'atzma'ut. This is the one Hanukkah for adults in Jerusalem. Uh, the evening on November 30th will include a musical performance. you got to make a reservation to go because of security and stuff. you got to make sure... To make a reservation, go to azm.org slash Bible-contest. That's azm.org slash Bible-contest. Dr. Avshalom Kor is an Israeli linguist and expert on Hebrew grammar and semantics. He is known to provide, upon request, the grammatical root of any given Hebrew word and or name, along with its biblical origins and contextual references. He is probably best known as an authority on the gender of Hebrew words, the proper usage of suffixes, and plural extensions. He has a daily show on Israeli Army Radio. He is, uh, I am jealous because he, I love emceeing, but he gets to emcee the Chidona Tanakh. He gets to host the actual Chidona Tanakh Yom Atzmut every single year. Dr. Avshalom Kor, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning. After all of what you have said, it's better to, to keep silent for me. <laughs> I, mean, I have nothing to add. And I want to remark what you said about Jerusalem. A madman, it was not a madman. It was an Arab. He didn't uh, make it because he was a madman. Right. He made it because he was an Arab. Right. So we must face the facts. Yeah, I stand corrected. Uh, just moments ago, I quoted Naftali Bennett that this was an emissary of Mahmoud Abbas, not just that he's not a madman, not just that he's an Arab, but he's an actual messenger of the message that Mahmoud Abbas is sending to Israel and the world. So, yes, you're 100% right. Now, Nahum, about the Bible context, what you said about the 30th of November, uh, 25 years ago I was sent mission to the Soviet Union uh, that time still existed to teach Hebrew. Uh, one day, our prime minister office, uh, Israeli prime minister office, asked me to give a lecture to uh, uh, Russians, the non-Jewish Russians. I said I have nothing to tell them because I deal with Hebrew, and they never heard in any Hebrew word. But as I understood that it was important, I came to them. I said, what is the name of the main library in Moscow? 
said uh, biblioteca. I said, very nice. If you call it biblioteca, you agree with me that the Bible, the Biblia, is the center of all your library. Biblioteca. Then I asked them, what was the name of the first human being? The Russian said, Adam, Adam. I said, very good. Now you admit that God created the world speaking Hebrew, because only in Hebrew, Adam was made of Adama. In Russian, you say, for Adama, for earth, you say Zemlya. You can't say that Adam was made of Zemlya. So it shows, again, that we are the Jewish people. The Jewish uh, book, Bible, is the center of all culture all over the world. Even in, uh, in the United States of America, you have five cities named Carmel. Right. I don't know if it is named after Carmel of Eliyahu Anavi or Carmel of Naval Carmeli, but Carmel, five Carmel, six Bethlehem, eight Shiloh, 13 Hebron, even two Jerusalem. One is in Arkansas, you know. Yeah. A friend of mine, a professor at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, had to receive a letter, and uh, somebody sent it instead of Jerusalem in Israel to Jerusalem in Arkansas. <laughs> But in, but, but in Arkansas, we don't have any uh, street named uh, Rabbi Yohanan Ben Zakai. <laughs> so some uh, clever man at the post office in Arkansas wrote on the envelope, in the name Jerusalem, he wrote, Try Israel. So states maybe it is in Israel, Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah. We have the origin. Everybody wants to imitate us. <laughs> now, we... We keep waiting for the best uh, members, those who know Bible by heart, those who love studying Bible. Try as much as you can to, to participate. We know that youngsters are better than adults. Oh, because yeah. they have more time, because their mind is free. But still, now it is uh, the 30th, 30th of November. Right. The quiz, the contest. By the way, uh, I, I apologize. Go ahead, Abshalom. I'm sorry. We wait for them. We shall have the final contest in Hanukkah in right. Jerusalem. Right. November 30th, the World Bible Contest for Adults happens here at the Westside Institutional Synagogue. Two people, the winner and runner-up that day, will go and meet you in Yerushalayim on Hanukkah. Uh, to participate there. And one of the questions will not be how many uh, Beit Lechems there are in the United States. That's not going to be one of them. But there will be a lot of tough questions, that's for sure. But in the beginning, in the beginning uh, our Prime Minister Netanyahu will light the candles every year. This is the tradition. That's how it starts. Um, you know, you just mentioned something about the kids being better than the adults. I, I don't know if you follow you know, any American sports, but I heard an analysis that one of the reasons that so many younger players are playing like veterans these days is because kids today are used to multitasking. They're used to so much being processed in their heads compared to 20, 30 years ago. Do you find that in the youth contest these days, that they may be even better prepared than the youth was years ago for the Chidonat Tanakh? I didn't get your idea. But, 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 you, mean, but, you, compare, you compare youngsters to adults? 
Yeah. What, 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 it, one of the theories in sports in this country is one of the reasons that some of the very young, you never saw really young football players do very well. But now they're, now they're saying one of the reasons that, that young leadership is so, is so dominant in American football is because kids today, they grow up processing so much in their brains, all the multitasking, all the information, all the different variations, technology, etc. I'm wondering if you would say that the youth, when it comes to preparing for the Chidon Tanakh, are even better at it than the youth of 20, 30 years ago. No, I can't accept it, no. I, I think that the, our ancestors, our fathers, our grandfathers, were better than us because they didn't have TV. They only studied. They read from morning to night. Uh, I think many of uh, nowadays experts are uh, less. Uh, they are they are worse than those who. I mean, nowadays we are not as good as people were a generation or two before. Right. And that would apply to this area as well. Um, listen, you know, uh, the first uh, professor who reached Yemenite Jews, he walks at the road of uh, the streets, the narrow streets of Sana'a in Yemen, and he sees a worker at his, uh, at his shop. On the floor there was uh, his son, uh, trying to read Mishnayot. And the father, who is a simple worker, breaks him by his memory. By his memory, not with a book even. At that time, people, especially Jewish people, were used to study by heart chapters, portions, books. They were great. They were much greater than us, I think. Right. And well, what he tried to do in the contest for adults and before it for youngsters is to keep the knowledge, to keep the love, to raise experts. Yeah, I agree with you that they were spectacular, but have you seen the list of the material for the Bible contest on November 30th? I mean, it is, it is unbelievable what each person has to prepare in order to be prepared for that test. You know, you know, sometimes in English, it is much, much longer to be studied than in Hebrew. <laughs> for instance, when uh, the capital of the ten tribes in Samaria, Shomron, right. was besieged by the Arameans, the king of the Armenians, Ben-Hadad, wanted us to surrender. Right. And the king of Israel, Yehoram, told him, listen, if you want to fight, fight. Uh, we do not uh, surrender. And then he said four Hebrew words, Al-Yithalel, Choger, Kimfateach. Four words, Al-Yithalel, Choger, Kimfateach. I saw the translation to English. 16 words. <laughs> that not him that puts on his armor, both himself and he that puts it off. So in Hebrew, it is much easier. It goes a lot faster in Hebrew, huh? <laughs> uh, how many years have you been hosting the Yom Atzmaut uh, Kids, Chidon uh, HaTanach? 
1988. Since 1988. And, and there must have been some amazing moments. Uh, are, are you ever... I can't imagine that somebody uh, who sees all these Israeli kids with their expertise and obviously the incredible advantage of growing up with Hebrew, I can't see you really being impressed to a great degree or the same degree by those who come from outside of Israel. What is your reaction when you see the participants and watch them perform the ones who are outside, who from outside of Israel? First of all, the real experts uh, say, normally say we don't need any translation. We read it in Hebrew. We want to have questions in Hebrew because. It is a part of their daily life, right. reading Hebrew. Right. Now, the United States of America, in Canada, Belgium, you can see the high degree of studies, of Jewish studies. Unlike uh, Spain or uh, France, because the more uh, uh, good uh, children you have in your class, the more good teachers you have in your school, the high is the level of knowledge, of course. Right. Uh, during last years, we can see that the uh, American uh, boys and girls are very good in this knowledge. Really, they give a good uh, fight. Interesting. But, uh, I, I remember, for instance, one year, and I, at the last night, I repeat again and again the questions. I check the translation, and I see that the Hungarian translator wrote about one of the questions that in his translation, in the Hungarian translation, you don't have any, uh, they don't mention the trees, Ela and Alon. Ela and Alon are, men, are very important trees in the Promised Land. But the Hungarian translation doesn't mention the name of the trees, and the question was mentioning the trees. So I found the producer, he was already on the stage, building the stage, and I told him, listen, if the boy from Budapest reaches the second part, right. we must change the, we must change the, the order of the questions. So, in the morning, we met the judges, and we told them that if of Shalom, if I change the order while the second part runs, it is because the translator for the Hungarian translation didn't use um, the terms a line alone, the names of the trees. Boy, the attention to detail to make sure everything is uh, on the up and up. Uh, Abshalom Kaur is with us live via telephone, November the 30th, everybody. November 30th, the World Bible Contest for Adults. It's the U.S. competition at the Westside Institutional Synagogue. Two representatives that day will head to Israel to participate in the Hanukkah Worldwide competition. I have the list of participants, by the way. They come from everywhere. People from Flushing, Buffalo Grove, Illinois, East Haven, Connecticut, Atlanta, Georgia, Charlotte, North Carolina, Brooklyn, Lakewood. You have people from everywhere who are going to be participating on the 30th of November. It is, it's amazing to see how many people are getting into the study of Tanakh and as adults are undertaking all of this. It really is incredible. And I am told that this whole initiative, uh, Dr. Carr, this entire initiative of the World Bible Contest came directly from the Prime Minister. We don't realize in this country just ha what a fan, what a aficionado of Tanakh the Prime Minister is. 
Ah, his, uh, one of his uh, children won the third uh, prize a few years ago. Right. He's, he's really great. And I, I must say that a year before uh, Mr. Nizanyahu's son went to participate in the Chidon, in the contest, they met me at the Independence Day, of course, with all the participants. And the boy came to me and he said, I want uh, to participate in the contest next year. What is your opinion? I said, how old are you? He said, 14. I said, listen, wait two years. Because at the last second, always, the age is important. If you reach the contest when you are 17, be safer. You are stronger in your mind, in your behavior, at a very important second. But although I told him this, uh, I gave you this advice, later on, a year after, he came to, to participate. He won the third prize, and he failed only because he lost the detail in the prime minister's question. Oh. So now we can be sure that his father didn't show him the question. <laughs> but then I asked him, then I asked him, listen, boy, you're so good. I told you to wait to him. Why did you have to hurry? He said, I studied the Bible with my grandfather, the father of Sarah Netanyahu. Right. This is Sarah Netanyahu. Right. And uh, he, he was very old. He, is already, he was already uh, more than 90 years old. Right. I wanted Saba Shmuel to be at the ceremony to see me on the stage. It was such a nice, deep answer. I was very impressed with the book oh. of Mayor Netanyahu. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Has the Prime Minister ever asked you a Tanakh question or a Hebrew language question, Dr. Kaur? Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes if you want to see something in Hebrew or Bible, he phoned. But it is very rare. He has uh, many problems to solve in the Middle East, you know. Could say that again. Uh, finally, I, I hate to put you on the spot, but why not? Whenever we've done this in the past, you've been amazing. Uh, anything from this week's parasha, anything in the in the tale of the Akedah, any specific Hebrew word that you could bring to our attention this morning, a little lesson that Dr. Avshalom Kor could teach us here at JM in the AM? Um, in the Alpha, the Valley of Israel, we found the, in the excavation the remnants of a very uh, decorated synagogue. It was built there uh, about uh, 300 years after the destruction of the Second Temple. At that time, uh, Jews in the land of Israel used to talk not only, not only Hebrew, even Aramaic and uh, Greek, but they insisted on the Hebrew word only at the words of the synagogue. The names of uh, those who donated money was in Greek or in Aramaic, but the verses were always written only in Hebrew. And there, there's a mosaic of the Akedah, and uh, there's a hand of the Lord, of the Hashem, sent from heaven, and uh, 
the words are Al-Tishlach, written in Hebrew, with the small stones of the mosaic. And then uh, a ram, and the words, Ve'hine'ayim. They kept the Hebrew words because the Bible was written in Hebrew only. Right. So Al Tishlach and Hine Ayel from the from this week's parsha. And and whoever comes to Israel should go to see this uh, uh, excavated uh, synagogue, very nice decorated, and uh, it is now uh, air conditioned, and uh, there is a movie to be seen the the way they built the synagogue. It's has all the amenities of today, I guess. Have you decided if you're going to be in Hebron for Chaye Sarah? You ask me? Yeah. For us, it's a tradition in Chaye Sarah and in Yom Kippur. We go always. I, when, one year after the Yom Kippur war, I told my parents that every holiday is with Abba and Ima. But the uh, Yom Kippur is with the Avot and Imahot. And since then, it is uh, now uh, 40 years. Our Yom Kippur, our family, Yom Kippur is always in the Tamach in Hebron. Wow. Unbelievable. Maybe I'll be lucky enough to see you, Chaye Sarah, in Hebron. Uh, Dr. Avshalom Kor, the World Bible Contest for Adults happens on Sunday, November 30th. The USA Finals Competition at the Westside Institutional Synagogue. This is an initiative of the Prime Minister and First Lady of the State of Israel, as they are encouraged, they did encourage a couple of years back that this be instituted in the diaspora for adults. And sure enough, we have an entire list of people from the places that I mentioned that are going to be participating in the event. If you want to be there on Sunday, November 30th, the only catch is you got to make a reservation because of security. You want to log on to azm.org slash Bible dash contest, azm.org slash Bible dash contest. Dr. Avshalom Kor, kolakavod to you. Thank you so much for joining us. What you do for the Hebrew language, for the study of Tanakh, is remarkable. Thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> Dr. Kor always reminds me that I'm a Levi. Yes, Segal. Uh, I appreciate that. Wednesday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up. Keep it here at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. brand new from the Moshav Band. They call it Mizmar on their Shabbat volume number one just released this week. 8.31, 29 minutes before 9 o'clock. Uh, well, I, uh, I never heard back from Ding last night. We were, uh, we were going back and forth yesterday to figure out if we were going to announce the lineup for this year's Hass concert this morning. Uh, but I think he said if I don't hear back from him, then it's going to wait a day or two. So no announcement yet today, but you never know. Uh, we may have that announcement for you uh, right around the corner in the next day or two, or maybe three, as we get set to announce the uh, big event, uh, Lincoln Center, this coming January. The Circle of Life Amuna Benefit Dinner happens on Saturday night, November the 15th, starting at 8 p.m. at the Sheraton. Mazal tov to all the honorees, Shari and David Shapiro, Shane D and uh, Daniel Brothman, Felicia and Stephen Honig, and uh, Amy and Daniel Gibber. Uh, it's happening at the um, Sheraton, New York, on Saturday night at 8 p.m. That's November the 15th. Information at muna.org slash dinner, muna.org slash dinner, or 212-564-9045, 212-564-9045 for information on that. Uh, yesterday we spoke to uh, Rabbi Ali Melech Goldberg. He has that uh, Kids Kicking Cancer organization, which is being recognized by CNN as uh, on their finalist list of CNN Heroes of the Year. If you want to vote, go to their website. You can vote at least once a day, as he pointed out yesterday on Election Day. Yeah, No chicanery there. You're really allowed to vote once per day. So check it out and participate in that. Amazing Kiddush Hashem. Really an amazing Kiddush Hashem. Uh, midterm elections have taken place. If you missed my conversation earlier with Ambassador Danny Ayalone, he had some interesting analysis regarding the midterm elections. Our thoughts and prayers with Jerusalem as another terrorist attack today in the Holy City at a light rail station. I uh, got a message yesterday from our friends at Mothers of Multiples Gemach. The Mothers of Multiples Gemach is looking for baby equipment that's in good condition so they can distribute it on, a need, on an as-need basis to uh, Mothers of Multiples. Uh, if you have anything in your home, garage, attic, that might be in good condition and is considered baby equipment, call Rifke at area code 718-253-6234, 718-253-6234. Rabbi Steve Berg is with us live via telephone. I mentioned that we want to officially announce uh, a radio program that he's going to be doing on Wednesday on our stream at jmnam.org. Uh, coming up at 9.30 this morning, we're calling it Community Roundtable. In addition to that, he has a world premiere happening at the Simon Wiesenthal Center of the Prime Minister's 2, a film that's going to happen on the 18th of November, so we'll get a word in about that as well. Rabbi Steve Berg, welcome back to JM in the AM. Maury Nelcom, how are you? Everything is wonderful, and boy, uh, it's nice to have you as an addition to our lineup. It's something we've been talking about for a while. In fact, people may recall... That early on in the uh, network days, you were actually part of a, uh, a team that did a, uh, a show for us, but now it's a little bit more of a, a formal basis. We're calling it Community Roundtable, and it starts this morning at 9.30 on our stream at jmandtheam.org. So welcome, and we're very excited. Thank you. I'm, I'm incredibly excited. You know, I feel like the guy that, you know, watches baseball from the stands, and all of a sudden, you know, they, they kind of look out into the stands and call them out onto the field to play. So get to play ball with you is like my dream. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. You always have good analogies. All right, it's Community Roundtable. What's the goal of the show? 
Skull Show is basically for about a half hour a week to talk to different uh, parts of our community, the Jewish community. Uh, but it's not going to be limited to Jews, meaning we're going to take a look at uh, politics uh, here in the United States, some of the people here in New York City, New Jersey, some of the politicians we work with. We're going to take a look at rabbinic leadership, uh, all kinds of Jewish leadership. We're going to take a look globally and speak to people uh, in the Jewish community around the world. And a lot of places where people may not get, you know, people are very familiar, you know, what's going on in Israel. And I think we're going to try and talk maybe a little bit more about Europe and some of the other areas of America that people may not get a chance um, to know what's going on down there. So it's going to be a lot of different things and kind of focused on uh, people understanding the Jewish leadership uh, that's going on, the important issues, and how um, we could do great things. And you have insane access to these guests because you're always hosting local through national uh, government leaders from the U.S., and on top of that, you're in touch with a whole bunch of government leaders in Europe and other places that you just mentioned. So you, you really have a nice pool of guests to pull from. Yeah, yeah, we did. We definitely have a nice pool. You know, the, the Simon Wiesel Center uh, is an NGO at the U.S. So we, thank God, are very, extremely large internationally and globally and stuff. But I found a lot of stuff, you know, it's like anything. It's relationships, you know, and I think there are a lot of great people that have good relationships out there. And I've been blessed, thank God, in my life to build and create a lot of good relationships. And, and, and you know, I, in, in being able to sit down with these people, I realize that some of them are just great people that people don't know enough about them. And what I'd like to do is kind of share that with, with, with the folks out there, your listeners, for a very educated group, uh, and, and have them know about these great people and resources out there. All right, so there you have it. At 9 o'clock this morning, I'm going to be speaking about, um, on the Beyond Milk and Honey program, I'm going to be speaking about uh, European travel and specific uh, travel that uh, members of our community from this area find fascinating when they head to Eastern Europe. And then at 9.30, or by Steve Berg, who's your guest for today? Well, believe it or not, uh, I'm starting out with my uh, my, my comrade in arms, uh, Rabbi Yaakov Glasser, who uh, way back when we ah, did the show together. That's great. And, uh, but I, I tell you, you know, it was uh, picking him for me it was fairly easy. You know, he's right now he's the dean of the Center for Jewish Future. Right. He's on being for Orthodox Jewry, and what we're talking going to talk about specifically uh, is rabbinic leadership. We're going to kind of focus on that because I think. There have been some issues in the press in the last couple of weeks. There have been a lot of difficulties. And, and I want to understand, and I want people to understand uh, what he's doing, because he's so fantastic, and Chief University is so fantastic, what they're doing to basically be mechazic the rabbis out there and give them the resources to do great jobs, because for Jewish leaders, the rabbis are on the front line. So I think there will be a lot of interesting conversation around that. Very nice. All right, I mentioned that on the 18th of uh, November, the world premiere at the Simon Wiesenthal Center of the, not at the Simon Wiesenthal Center, they're presenting it. It'll be at the AMC Lowe's at Lincoln Square on Broadway in New York City. Tuesday, November 18th, the Prime Minister's Two, Soldiers and Peacemakers. It'll be uh, a focused on Yitzhak Rabin and Menachem Begin. Uh, tell me about this new movie. So I, I gotta tell you, I, I am incredibly excited, and I'll tell you why. You know, the Simon Wiesenthal Center has been very, very involved uh, with the Met Opera and the Klinghoffer event, and, you know, I was out there, spoke at the rally. Um, we were very, very supportive. Uh, and what we thought was just a travesty and, and just horrible um, painting of, of Israel and the Jewish people. So we're going to be a couple blocks from there, and what we're going to do is put on screen um, Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin and Prime Minister Menachem Begin, uh, two people that really fought for the Jewish state and then went on to do important things as, as prime ministers. Uh, and again, narrated by, you know, uh, by Christoph Waltz, who, uh, won an Oscar, and Michael Douglas. Um, and I think it's gonna be a big night. And again, I think it's really important for people to come out and support this, 
to say, you know, we're not only going to call out the Met Opera, but we're also, you know, we need to come out for things that we're proud of. And, and what we've been able to do, the Simon Wiesenthal Center, in winning two Oscars, our films have been seen by over half a billion people worldwide. We've had our films in China, Iran, and Russia. Um, what we do is we get these films out. They've been shown by the State Department around the world for people to see the flip side of the story. You know, we came out when people were denying Zionism, attacking Zionism. We came out with a documentary on Herzl, and we made sure it was seen all around the world in embassies, etc. So it's very exciting. It's going to be a great night. We invite everyone to come that Tuesday on the 18th. Visit the website, museumoftolerancenewyork.com, and to be there to show support for the state of Israel. Tickets for the Prime Minister's 2 is uh, for Tuesday, November the 18th. Museumoftolerancenewyork.com, museumoftolerancenewyork.com, or dial 212-697-1180. That's 212-697-1180. That happens the 18th of November, and obviously we'll remind everybody as we get closer. Rabbi Steve Berg with Community Roundtable begins at 9.30 Eastern Time this morning. JMNAM.org. You'll hear it on Wednesdays, and we are excited that he is now part of our lineup. Rabbi Berg, continued good luck to you and continued uh, success with the show and what you're doing at the Wiesenthal Center. It's a pleasure to speak to you this morning here at JMNAM. Thank you, Nachum, and thank you for being the voice of the Jewish people. Greatly appreciate that. Wednesday morning with 56 degrees, cloudy skies, and a high temperature of 65. Lots of great comments on our app. I mentioned that if anybody puts any Kalbach events on our app, we'll make sure to announce them. Listener Morris tells us that in Brooklyn, the Avenue N Jewish Center is hosting a Kalbach Kabbalat Shabbat. That's N and East 4th this coming Friday. Check that out. And also, uh, a Kalbach Memorial Concert with Oneg Shemesh is happening at the Beit Beth David Highland Lake Synagogue. That's in Aventura, Florida. You can go to onegshemesh.com for information, onegshemesh.com, and we invite our Florida listeners to check that out and um, and be part of a great Kalbach Shabbos. J.M. in the A.M. at 18 minutes before 9 o'clock. Tomorrow we'll talk about the Stay Road Dinner. It's been a while since we've spoken about Stay Road. We'll talk about the big dinner coming up tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. And uh, that should be interesting. And um, Rabbi David Sykes, whose book about Bracious is remarkable, is going to join us tomorrow morning in the 7 o'clock hour as well. So we have a whole lot going on. Make sure you're always tuned in to JM in the AM.
Yumi Lowy and Company on the bandstand with the Iron Titlebaum Orchestra with a uh, segment entitled Music That Moves here at JMNAM. Four minutes before nine o'clock, so we get set to wrap up on this Wednesday morning. Our thoughts and prayers uh, with everybody in Jerusalem. Another terrorist attack at the light rail station in Yerushalayim. Uh, one dead, many injured. I just saw video of the of the actual. I, I just saw actual video footage of the terrorists being taken out by the police force. And, um, what he was doing attacking in what's considered a second attack after he crashed into the light rail station, uh, attacking somebody with a crowbar as he was running around like a maniac on the streets of Jerusalem. And then seeing the Israeli security forces, uh, take him out. Uh, our thoughts and prayers with those uh, families, uh, and those injured, uh, who are affected by today's terrorist attack. If you missed my conversation with the former ambassador Danny Ayalone in light of the Episode you can check it out later on in the archive section of jmtheam.org. New York Boys Choir wraps things up at JM and the AM.
Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Plenty coming up all day long on our stream at jmnam.org. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.